Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On Windy Hill Drive in Gastonia, North Carolina, 22-year-old Preeti Ashley Porter is relaxing in bed for the night. Everyone else in her house seems to be doing the same as well. As the night turns into morning, Preeti suddenly vanishes from her bedroom. With all of her belongings left behind, but Preeti missing, it leaves her family and detectives wondering what happened to Preeti Ashley Porter that night. I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. This is the story of the suspicious disappearance of Preeti Ashley Porter. It's April 19, 2009, and Preeti Porter, who goes by her middle name Ashley, is attending church with her family. Ashley is 22 years old. She lives at home with her mother, Tanya Davis, and her stepfather on Windy Hill Drive in Gastonia, North Carolina. The city of Gastonia is just minutes west of the bustling city of Charlotte. Gastonia has historically been known for the railroad and textile mills that once provided ample employment for its residents during its early development. Over time, it doesn't become the social hub like Charlotte, but it is where Ashley is beginning her new life as an adult. Back in 2007, Ashley graduated from high school and went straight into the workforce, working different manufacturing jobs to make ends meet. Ashley isn't like most young women her age. She isn't into the party or clubbing scene, really. And as far as her parents know, Ashley isn't doing drugs or drinking much alcohol. She's a respectable and responsible daughter who follows the rules within her parents' home. On April 19th, after attending church together as a family, everyone makes plans to go their separate ways, but agrees to reunite back at the house for dinner later that evening. After Ashley spent her evening eating dinner with her family, she logs onto MySpace for a while and then tells her parents she's going to head over to the neighbor's house to speak with them. 10 p.m. rolls around and Ashley returns home and tells her mother goodnight before walking to her bedroom and relaxing for the rest of the night alone. It's the next morning, April 20th, and Ashley's mother, Tanya, knocks on her daughter's door. She wants to retrieve a coat from Ashley's closet. 
When there isn't an answer, Tanya tries to open the door herself, but she finds it locked. So she tries calling out to Ashley and knocking again, thinking maybe Ashley was still sleeping and just didn't hear the knocking. But once again, there isn't an answer. This is when Tanya gets her husband to open the door. As the door swings open, it reveals an empty bedroom, with the window screen thrown onto the floor and Ashley gone. Ashley's family is initially confused. Tanya tries to put the pieces together. She tries to search her memory of the day before, but there isn't anything she can point to that suggests Ashley was in trouble or trying to run away. A preliminary search of Tanya's room shows that her belongings, including her purse, cell phone, clothes, and money are left behind. This, along with the window screen found on the floor, leads Tanya to believe that maybe her daughter climbed out of her bedroom window that night to speak to someone. At this point, she believes that Ashley made plans to return home shortly after leaving and is probably safe and sound with some friends, that the reason they haven't heard from her yet is because she forgot to call her parents to notify them of her plans. So Tanya Davis does not report her daughter missing until a week later, on April 27th. During that week, no one hears from or sees Ashley, and they are starting to fear that they may not ever hear or see from her again. When detectives search the place where Ashley was last seen, they find it in the same condition as her parents did, the window screen removed and her belongings left behind. To detectives, the removal of the window screen suggests that someone may have entered or left the home through the window. Detectives also interview Ashley's parents. They want to get a sense of who Ashley is and if she's likely to run away, or maybe run with the wrong crowd. But her parents insist that Ashley is responsible. She follows the rules at home, and she's someone who has never been in trouble with the law. Her mother tells the police that running away would be behavior that is absolutely out of the ordinary for her daughter. Nonetheless, because of the way Ashley's room is left, investigators list her case as a missing person without foul play suspected. It isn't obvious why detectives file her case as a missing person, despite her necessary belongings like her purse and money being left behind and I can't find any information about whether there were signs of a struggle, or if DNA or blood was found in her bedroom. One would think that if Ashley planned to run away, she would need a few items, like extra clothes, money, and other items from her purse like an ID. And if she planned to leave her bedroom that night, but had every intention to come back, isn't it curious that she never returned? Isn't the haunting question, what happened to pretty Ashley Porter that April night? As time goes by and Ashley is still not found, heard from, or seen, the Gastonia police begin to consider the possibility that maybe Ashley didn't run away from her life. They finally admit that they believe she may have been met with foul play. But a few questions remain. Who would want to hurt Ashley? Who would gain from Ashley's disappearance? And where could she be hidden? According to Ashley's family, there is one person who may have wanted to harm Ashley. This person is her ex-boyfriend. Her family alleges that he has a history of being abusive with Ashley. They also mention that this ex-boyfriend isn't allowed in or near the family's house. 
They think that because this man knew he wasn't allowed in or near the home, and that if he knocked on the front door he wouldn't be let in, he came to Ashley's window that night to get her to leave with him. This person has never been identified, and it isn't known if he was involved in Ashley's disappearance. According to the Gaston Gazette, out of fear of jeopardizing the investigation, Gastonia police have revealed little information about the case. After Ashley disappears, Tanya refuses to touch or alter her daughter's bedroom. For three years, her daughter's bedroom remains unspoiled. She holds on to hope that one day her daughter is going to return home. She also grasps the memory that haunt the room, afraid of letting go. But like all of us, Tanya Davis is eventually confronted with time, with change. She holds on to many of Ashley's old belongings, but nearly a decade after Ashley's disappearance, Tanya uses the bedroom for another purpose. Around 2015, Ashley's younger brother, Chauncey McKinney, fathers a daughter. This young child, Ashley's niece, now spends her time in her missing aunt's old room. It's a reminder that time keeps ticking, but it's also a reminder to keep looking for Ashley to do everything they can to reunite their whole family. Chauncey still holds out hope that his big sister is out there, still alive. But Ashley's mother says she simply desires to know something, anything. She says that even if she's no longer alive, she would like a place she can go to, a proper place she can visit her daughter. It is clear that her case has lost the interest of the public. It may have even lost the interest of the police. But you can help regain the public's interest by sharing this episode and telling her story. Someone out there could have information about what happened to Ashley. There could be a guilty conscience or a friend of a friend who knows something. When Preeti Ashley Porter went missing, she was 5 feet 3 inches tall. She weighed 140 to 150 pounds. She had black, dark brown hair and brown eyes. Ashley was known to wear prescription glasses, but she did not have them with her. Both of her ears are pierced and she has a mole in the middle of her forehead. Ashley was said to have had a tattoo on her backside, but it's not known what it may have been. What she was last wearing is speculative. It is possible she may have been wearing a black shirt with the words put a ring on it, jeans, and gray sneakers. She may have also been wearing a gold necklace with her name Preeti on a charm, and or a gold necklace with a heart pendant. Anyone with information about this case is urged to contact the Gastonia Police Department at 704-866-6702 or their local authorities. The agency case number is 2009-32846. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lost Crimes Library podcast. If you enjoy the show, please show your support by leaving a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at the Lost Crimes Library pod. Before you go, make sure you hit the follow button because new episodes drop every Wednesday and you won't want to miss it.